if we can prompt it and get our favorite artists to create new songs, you know, that we can listen to and download or whatever, and it's not even them, but it sounds like them, you know, at what point do I need Taylor Swift if I can just get new Taylor Swift songs every day for the rest of my life, right? Well, there's something to be said for that, but I think when it comes back to it, it will be like, you know what? Nothing can replace Taylor Swift on stage. That, that human element. Well, hello and welcome to the Summer Podcast at Freedom Church. My name is Mike Brake and I'm with my co-host Stephen Castell. We got a great one for you today. We're going to be talking about AI, uh, artificial intelligence. Are the robots taking over the world? Uh, Stephen, we got a, a good one today. I want to ask you a quick question. Uh, do you remember when you were first introduced to Napster? I do, Mike. That was a long time ago. You got to brush off the cobwebs and... Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. It was a long time ago. What was that day or that night like for you? I remember mine. I'll share my story in a second, but uh, do you remember what that first experience was like? It was crazy having like a library of music that you just like search and find uh, and the download you wanted. I remember for myself... I was in a college dorm, and the guy living in the dorm room next to me comes running over, and he says, hey, you've got to download this thing called Napster. And I'm like, what is this? Okay, whatever. And he comes in, he downloads it, and then he shows me. He says, just search for a song, any song. And I'm like, okay, and we put it in. And there it was, and you could play it, but then you could also download it. Eight hours later, I think it was like three in the morning or four in the morning, we had downloaded hundreds of songs. It was just like anything you could think of, we were downloading it and playing it. And it totally <laughs> uh, revolutionized uh, our life at the time with Napster. I was thinking about it actually not too long ago, and I was imagining how much music I would have downloaded if I had today's internet speeds. Oh my gosh, yes. Now some of people are listening and they have no clue as to what Napster is. That's okay. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, I mean, we could say MySpace and they'd be like, what? What is what is MySpace? You know, Tom and our, our first friend, you know, how all that goes. So, hey, we have a great episode today for the Summer Podcast Series. We're going to talk about something on, on the tech realm, but how it relates to church and life. You may have no clue about AI, artificial intelligence, chat GPT, but you're going to want to hang in here for this episode because it ain't going away. And this is going to be super, it's going to be, it's like Google. It's like the internet. It is going to be a part of your life and my life for the rest of our lives, uh, most likely. And so, uh, but before we jump into this important content and get you introduced to AI, uh, we have still no sponsor. So we're going with our non-sponsor sponsors, and Stephen has our non-sponsor sponsor for today. Uh, this episode is being sponsored by? This uh, episode's non-sponsor sponsor is Camelback. I love my Camelback. I have a large backpack Camelback that is uh, three liters of water. Um, but the nice thing about it is that it also can carry all the boys' toys and stuff. So it helps me get out of the house. It helps me uh, get the boys outside of fresh air, get their energy burned off, so... If you have children, if you need to go hiking, pick up a Camelback because, man, they're a lifesaver. Okay. I I agree. I'm a newbie 
to Camelback. Just got one about a month ago for my first time. How sanitary is that? Because we try to take it on a hike with the kids and then we all want to just drink out of the Camelback. You have to wash it out, but I mean, you're swapping spit with your kids and stuff. It's just, just like drinking out of a cup. Okay. Yeah, we are probably germs and kids and school and the whole bit. So we're probably safe or not safe, but uh, no, no worse than any of the rest of life, I guess. All right. So, Hey, for this summer podcast series, we're, we're jumping into, we've been doing interviews. We've been asking questions for our Q and a series today, just a slightly different uh, topic. This was more cultural. Uh, so we're not going to be, you know, for you Bible nerds out there, we're not going to be going through verse by verse, but I think you're going to want to tap into this, especially if you're new to the AI world. And it also, if, uh, um, if you are just wanting to learn what this is, or maybe you've heard a lot of conspiracy theories or you're afraid or something like, let's just have a conversation about this and kind of see where it leads. So Mike, I guess the thing that's coming up now is a, it's, they call that a chat GPT. Um, I don't even know what it is other than hearing rumors. Do you know anything about it? Okay, yeah. So what is AI? What is what is chat GPT? And just quick time out from from our perspective, like I'm a I'm a a pastor. My background's a computer scientist. I don't do I haven't done any programming for like fifteen years. So I I'm not in the loop on all the programming and all this sort of stuff for behind the scenes. I do love technology. I love to press buttons and and break things and figure out things and, and that sort of stuff. So it's in my, my background, Steven, what you just real quick, before we answer that question, what's, what's your background with chat GPT or, or AI or any of that sort of stuff? Have you heard of it? Cause some people haven't even heard of it. I've heard of it. Uh, my relationship with chat GPT is about a, I don't know, 12 minutes old now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, a noob uh, in, in when it comes to AI, so AI, artificial intelligence, um, most of us have probably heard of that. It's one of those hot buzzwords right now. Chat GPT is, uh, a, I, for lack of a better phrase, like a software where you create an account and then you can uh, have a conversation at its most elementary level, have a conversation with a, a machine, but it's like having a conversation with a human. Uh, you ask it a question uh, and it spits out and, and answer. So chat GPT is not the only AI source out there. There's other AI engines. I will say this from what I can tell, what I've been researching, it is chat GPT and the software. I mean, you got to create an account, email, phone number, I think, and you know, just some of the, the normal basics. Uh, I think it is an American account. Um, you can correct me if I'm wrong. If you're listening to the podcast, I'll be like, no, it's not. Well, whatever. I, I've, what little research is an American account? Um, I think Microsoft has some sort of relation to it as well. It's free. There is a paid version. You can pay 20 bucks a month for some more enhanced capabilities that I do not have right now. Um, so I haven't used that side of it. My introduction, I created an account about two weeks ago and my mind was blown just like using Napster where I was like, holy moly. And, and what happened I'd been trying to create an account for months and it was just always like, Hey, we're too busy. And you know, no new accounts are being created right now. We're just flooded with stuff. And so I was like, okay, well then finally I plugged it in and it says, yeah, just put in your information and got account. So I was like, boom, there I am. Well, I had just that day finished writing a sermon for our at the movie series. And for that particular sermon, we were doing a, 
uh, we're watching video clips from the movie American Underdog. And I was also preaching out of 1 Samuel 21, which is when David is in a cave and Saul comes into that same cave and um, goes and relieves himself going to the bathroom in that cave. And somehow my sermon is taking clips from American Underdog and then making points out of that thing, which was a fun sermon, by the way. So I was like, okay, let's just see what AI knows about this. So I said, hey, AI, write us write us three-point sermon that uses scenes from the movie American Underdog and correlate that and relate that to 1 Samuel 24 where David is caught in a cave with Saul. Clicked enter. And within a matter of seconds, I had a three-point sermon, introduction, closed, and it was like spot-on material. I was like, holy moly. I just was like, I couldn't believe what I was reading and how fast it was, and it blew my mind. Now, did I use that sermon? No, but just the power and the complexity of the what I prompted it with and its ability to do it like just kind of blew me away. So, you know, when we're talking about this, it's extremely powerful. I think it's Google on steroids. Um, I still need to use Google uh, for certain things. There's certain things that ChatGPT just can't do right now, but it is, um, if you are like, oh man, I use Google a lot and I search and stuff like that, this is um, this is a game changer. It sounds crazy. Um, I mean, one of the things that I have heard is uh, uh, like kids using it uh, to write term papers and stuff. And, uh, it's it, it seems crazy because it sounds real. Well, it 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 it's incredible. And yeah, I I'm not in school anymore, and it used it. I don't know exactly how they do that, but they they do have mechanisms. I think for detecting plagiarism and stuff when you're writing papers and stuff like that. Well, ChatGPT could potentially be a total game changer in that. I'm not advocating cheating, but it would write it and you could say, hey, I don't want to plagiarize anything. You know, make it make it brand new, my own content. And it would do that. You know, it would it just does it, which is pretty incredible. Let's talk about some of the the uses of it. Now, Steven, you said you're you're brand new to it within like the just the past few minutes. I've I'm brand new to it in the past couple of weeks. Uh, although we have both heard some things about it. A couple things that I've done just on the fun side. We'll talk about a little bit more serious stuff, but just some fun things that you can do with it. I created a meal plan, uh, a weekly meal plan, and so I I I message, you know, I type this in something to the effect of like, "Hey, I want a one-week meal plan that creates dinners." that I can cook in less than 20 minutes. I would looked in my fridge to see what ingredients I had. So I was like, hey, chicken, ground beef. I got some peppers, uh, green chili, red chili. Well, you know, just uh, here's the here's my stuff. I want meals I can cook in 20 minutes or less and that are 500 calories or less and whatever else. You know, hey, I don't want bread or I don't want desserts or, you know, whatever. You could just tell it whatever you want. Within a matter of seconds, boom, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it had everything. Now, it gives you like a high-level outline of, okay, here's chicken and some veggies. Okay, great. Um, I said, tell me, give me a recipe on how to make that because it just told me the name of the meal. So I said, tell me, how, you know, step-by-step step how to make this lemon pepper 
chicken and broccoli. And then boom, it gave me a full step-by-step recipe on ingredients and instructions on how to do it. So that was, that was one thing that I did that was fun. That was pretty cool. That sounds like a whole new level of like a cooking show. Uh, it's, it, cooking competition where you're on there and you're like, okay, well, you only have like 10 words to prompt chat GBT into giving you a recipe for this bake-off that you've had. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, that's something that, again, was immediate right there. I don't like, you know, I love to cook, but I don't want to cook for hours. So I gave it a time frame and stuff like that. I, now, I didn't test out any of that cooking, but at the same time, I was just blown away with, again, this, the speed. You're, you know, these are things within seconds. Uh, and you, you, you know, you can print it out. Uh, my boys, I'm with my boys and I kind of showed them a little bit of this. And so my son, he doesn't quite like to, to type or, or text, but he can do, he knows how to click the little microphone and do voice to text. So he said, Hey, how can a 10 year old make a hundred dollars fast? And it whipped out six ideas. Uh, The first one was chores to which my wife and I were like, yes, all right. Uh, but it talked about yard work or doing uh, crafts or uh, babysitting or pet sitting or different things. And it gave him a bunch of ideas on how he can make a uh, hundred dollars. And what I also loved was it said, make sure you ask your parents before you do anything uh, that it, if it's a good idea or not. I'm like, thank you, chat GPT for helping um, <laughs> uh, push my, my kids to their parents, uh, which was kind of nice. Uh Man, we've just done we've done some other fun things. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons. I've never played that game before. Quite honestly, have zero interest in it. Um, but my friend, my my son likes to play. He does a, a local s- school thing, and I, and I heard that ChatGPT can do it. So we did it the other night, and sure enough, it's running us through this whole campaign. We gave it the abilities, our characters, and stuff, and we're still in the middle of it. But it's telling the entire story. Um, it's mind blowing the fun that we can have with it. That's crazy that you don't even need to have a in person uh, dungeon master anymore. Yeah, I don't even know what that is, but apparently, uh, Chat GPT does, and it can do it well. Um, so any of you D and D guys out there, hey, have have fun, have at it. Uh, just for fun too, I had it translate the first chapter of the Book of John into um, the persona of Snoop Dogg. And so you can seed it with personas. You know, you could say, hey, translate John 1 as if Oprah were the one telling it. And it did it. Do you have any snippets of John 1 as Snoop Dogg? I do. So John 1, 1. Yo, in the beginning there was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. You feel me? Verse 2. The same was chilling with God from the start. Now, I love that. <laughs> Verse 3, everything was made through him. Nothing came to be without him, you dig? In him was life, and that life brought the light to all the peeps. So, uh, yeah, there you go. There's John 1 uh, in the persona of Snoop Dogg. So you can, I haven't done this yet, but you can take emails you've written or text messages or you can you can give it your own persona to say hey i want you to write an email in my persona but in a way you can teach it you can say hey here's some of my text here's some of my emails that kind of have your own verbiage and language and it can learn to talk like you 
it already knows celebrities, but you can, in a way, you can you can teach it. Well, Mike, you were saying already that you were looking at this and uh, had sermon stuff kind of rolling around in your head. Uh, how do you take this into the realm or the arena of business or leadership uh, potential? Yeah, so um, you know, obviously, I'm in the in the church world, uh, but we have people listening in. You know, some people are entrepreneurs; they are uh, in in all areas of the private sector, working for the government, or you know, different things at the lab. Um, so, one one thing you can use it for that I've used it for is for brainstorming. Okay, so that sermon that it wrote about uh, American underdog and had three points and related it to the verses that was great. Um, I didn't preach off that because that's just not where the Lord had led me to go that day. But um, I, it is like having a team of brainstormers in the room that I can just get some ideas generated or I need some examples of certain things. So, um, you know, I used it. I'm getting ready to do a conference in, uh, in this coming month working with college-age students, age 18 to 22. And so I said, what are some things that are top stressors or pressures that people 18 to 22 in the United States are dealing with right now. And it gave me a very high level view of certain things. Of, and I said, well, give me some practical examples of that too. So it said here, you know, hey, there are academic pressures, family pressures, financial pressures, career pressures. Okay, well, give me some practical examples of some career pressures that they might be facing. And then it gave me like just three scenarios of something. Now, to me, that's super helpful because my brain, it takes, I'd have, you know, sometimes I need to interview somebody or, you know, research a lot of things on Google. Well, I can just prompt it and I get some really good, interesting feedback. So for me, that's brainstorming. Uh, I will use it for that. I sometimes just on emails, I've, I've practiced a little bit with emails or social media where I'm, I'm having to create content and words. I've learned for me personally, that is a very, it takes energy and thought and brain power to do those things. And so I've used it to help that jumpstart that process. One thing that's important to note, I think when I, when I do it, at least some of the times when I, when I've done it, you, you read what it says and you can tell like, this is not Mike, you know, that right. this is, this is good, a little too good. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I'm, I'm, I'm using that kind of in that vein of a, like a brainstorming process. Uh, Rita, she, you know, my wife, she said this very well. She's like, it's kind of like having an admin. I'm like, yes, I don't have an admin. So I could tell an admin like, Hey, I need, a, I need an email that talks about uh, this. We had a campfire night the other night, you know, just, hey, I need to talk about the campfire night, encourage people to come. Here's some things that are going to be happening. And then, boom, it writes me an email. Now, it writes it way too long. So I would say, hey, shorten that to three sentences, less than 300 characters. And then, boom, it rewrites it. And then I can take that and I can wordsmith it to where it's like me. But just that general initial push is is huge for content creation. Um one other thing that's a little bit outside the box that I think is cool would be in the realm of uh, debate. So I had a debate with AI a few days ago over the the issue, the hot topic of abortion. Now, we're not going to 
get into that issue right here, but how often can you have a conversation with somebody to talk about the issues, but just kind of like, at least for me anyway, I don't want to get heated. I don't want to get emotional, even though it is a very big and emotional topic. I want to be able to talk about it and I want to hear both sides. And I want to hear if I'm not correct or if I'm not being clear on something with some questions to maybe ping holes in what I'm thinking or whatever. Now, to be clear, personally, I, I'm like pro, pro-life. pro um, But at the same time, I'm open to hearing everybody's different thoughts on this, theologically and whatever. So I asked ChatGPT, I said, hey, can we talk about, I, I don't know, I said something about, can we, I want to poke holes in this theory or whatever. And it didn't want to talk. It's, it was trying to take this neutral position to say, I don't, I don't want to, you know, it, a lot of people have a lot of different things to say about it. You know, it, was just, it wasn't giving me an answer. I said, okay. So I, I rephrased it. And I said, hey, I want to debate about this. So I don't want to, you know, like, full scale just state my position, but can you prompt me with uh, debate-like questions? Well, then it went into a full scale debate, asking questions, trying to poke holes into my thoughts and uh, different things like that asking questions. I could ask it questions about its side. It was phenomenal, the conversation that took place. That sounds like a crazy uh, place to go. Um, I know that one of the things that I worry about is the the cost of debates like that with friends. Um, even if you have like good conversation, no one gets like, like totally mad. It does change the relationship. And so being able to go into the conversation with like no cost or no worries of like something blown up in your face, it seems like a good thing. That was, there was so much freedom. Am I talking to a human? No. Why was I doing this? Purely for learning. Like it, I wanted to grow myself and to, be, you know, to have this conversation with maybe someone who completely disagrees with me, but is a friend, there might be a cost to that. Well, I'm chatting with a robot. There's no cost. So, you know, I, I didn't get animated. I, you know, I could have cussed it out, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah. It was just like, it's, it's, it was a, a very, for me, a very healthy dialogue where I could learn and grow. So when I do have a conversation with a friend, um, I might have a little bit of better understanding of some of their thoughts or questions or perspective. I mean, at the end of the day, I may not agree with that or whatever, but at the same time, like we could still be friends and have a great conversation. I believe that's the case anyway, but I just trying to throw it on out an idea that's outside the box on this. So, you know, for somebody who's listening and you're a Christian, but you've never shared your faith, you can, you, you could, you could get a chat GPT save. Maybe, I don't know if that's a thing or not, but you could, you could have a conversation on like, Hey, I want to practice sharing my faith with a friend who is an atheist, you know, as you know, ask me some questions and try to respond. Like you can have some of these, uh, would you say no cost conversations? Yeah. Like I, I don't have to do this at the expense of a friendship. I can practice some of these things. I mean, just it's, it's really mind blowing about some of these capabilities that you can use. So I'm just on, you know, on the edge of these things. There's so much more, so much more you can do with it. But those are, are three that I've been using in about the past two weeks. When we started, you told me about the debating thing. And so uh, my new ex kind of showed, and I uh, said, debate red chili versus green chili. And why is red chili better? And uh, it, man. It, what does it say? Absolutely. 
says uh, red chili one. It just totally annihilated green chili. Well, yeah, because that's why I said why is why is red chili better? And so it told me, <laughs> but it gave me five points. I mean, uh, flavor complexity, versatility in cooking, enhanced visual appeal, cultural significance, and extended shelf life. Oh, we knew this already. Yeah, and it's it's cool because it like it told me like what red chili was and how it's like uh, ripened green chili that has uh, matured and uh, dried out and stuff. And, like it told me way more than I was asking. So <laughs> man, now the beauty of this work in this good, we're talking about the power. You you can uh, you know for some of you 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 need to fight with your spouse, but at no cost. You can have a you can you can maybe win the debate or you probably you know guys you'd probably still lose to AI in whatever it is you're trying to debate. But um, I think about the relational implications to be able to talk through thoughts and emotions and maybe have a conversation before the conversation. Ah, um, uh, oof, there's a lot, there's a lot right there, Stephen. It, it kind of I mean it worries me a little bit just like thinking about the complexity of it, thinking about um, having the need for a conversation i mean especially being out here i don't have a whole lot of friends so i can totally see like getting into the chat gpt and like getting sucked into you know feeling like i have a friend okay well, it's let's, a robot yeah absolutely and so i do as we kind of round this out i want to talk about some of the you know something as powerful as this a lot of great potential there's a lot of things to to caution about um and I'm not going to, some things that maybe I'm concerned about, I want to do all the fear mongering stuff. You know, I don't, I don't think right now that, you know, Terminator's coming to take us out or we're the, it's the matrix, you know, and we're, you know, just going to be controlled by robots. At least I don't think so. Um, I have more concern about humanity. Humanity always seems to screw things up. Ever since the beginning, we get something good and we figure out a way to pervert it and flip it. So to me, I'm more concerned about humanity's use for that, which is why we're kind of talking about this. How can we use it and leverage it for good? People will use it for evil. They'll use it for their own selfish gains. Other countries are going to develop AI. They're not going to have the interest of the United States. And I'm not trying to be political, but not everyone's going to use it the way you should, you know, but here we are. And um, some things that are important, some things that I've learned in, in just two weeks of using it. One is the power of human connection. So while I had a, a full-on conversation, and we've talked about some of the possibilities that that could lead to in other conversations, you know what? At the end of the day, I need human connection. You know, So I need to be able to have healthy conversations with my wife or with my friends and, and to be able to, to do that. You know, there's, I, I heard... And I don't know exactly how much was AI generated, but the rapper Drake, they have already dropped two albums by Drake that are that are um, total AI. And I don't, I well, I don't, I say two, but I don't know. There's at least one, and it's if you've listened to it, it's amazing, in the sense that it's like, it sounds exactly like him. It's not his stuff. Uh, Seth was telling me that. That you, whoever owns Drake's music or whatever, was like trying to sue and tell them to take it off of YouTube and all these things. Only you can't stop that. Now it's out there all over the place. But it sounds, it's not him. It's not his lyrics. 
it's computer generated. Crazy. So we're not too far, and maybe it's here already. You know, okay, we're talking about typing in and having a conversation through text, and it sounds like you're talking to a human through text message or email or whatever. We're not far from someone having a normal voice and you just having a vocal conversation with a computer, but it, it doesn't sound like a robot. You know, I think red chili is better than green. No, it's just going to sound like a human. And you're going to talk naturally back and forth. It's going to hear you. And you're just going to have a normal conversation. So you can think about, you know, when it comes to relationships, you know, someone who, let's say, you know, hey, I want to I want to have a relationship with someone who empathizes with me, who wants to know about my day and, you know, have, you know, kind of have all these conversations and my spouse or I don't, you know, I'm single. I don't have that boyfriend or girlfriend or, you know, whatever. I don't have that parent isn't in my life. And I want to have these conversations with somebody. And here's a machine that can do that for you um, and fulfill that need. Um, you know, it, it to me, I'm like, we're kind of shaking our head, but we're not far from that. And I think what's one thing that's so important for those who are listening is like, hey, the element of human connection. But at the end of the day, I still need other people in my life. And I think there, there's something to be said, you know, okay, if we can prompt it and get our favorite artists to create new songs you know, that we can listen to and download or whatever, and it's not even them, but it sounds like them. You know, at what point do I need Taylor Swift if I can just get new Taylor Swift songs every day for the rest of my life, right? Well, there's something to be said for that, but I think when it comes back to it, it will be like, you know what? Nothing can replace Taylor Swift on stage. That that human element. Uh, artwork, it's already out there that, that AI can develop artwork that's indistinguishable from uh, you know, a human graphic designer creating that and maybe AI is doing it better, but there's going to come a certain part where it's like, Hey, that, that, that was, that photograph was from a human, like somebody human created that, or I'm working on writing a book right now. And I could easily tell chat GPT, write me a, a chapter about X, Y, Z and, you know, have it grammatically correct. And I can edit it. And then, but they, at the end of the day, I got to think about why, why am I writing a book? Am I writing it to make a buck and just have it, you know, a computer do it for me? Or am I trying to go through the whole journey and process of an author and do some certain things that have a human element connection piece to it? That'll go into also yeah. writing sermons. Hey, I could have it write my sermons. But what am I, what am I going to, to do? Um, have a, it, it writes better sermons than I can. But part of the sermon creation process, part of getting together as a church family body within, uh, you know, on a Sunday morning and gathering together is that human element, that human connection, that divine connection that comes through that process. Um, so I'm not against it. I might use it for brainstorming ideas. But if I'm downloading a sermon on Saturday night and then just preaching it on Sunday morning, um, you know, and, and we can do this as preachers right now. I can go watch a, uh, a sermon by any of my favorite pastors on a Saturday night, get their notes online, preach it on a Sunday morning. What have I done? Now I haven't, I haven't grown much and I really haven't helped anybody. Maybe the next podcast uh, we do, we should have a chat GPT, uh, give us the whole dialogue for it. Uh, a chat GPT, uh, podcast and, yeah. and just have it roll. Hey, no. And that's. You know what? I saw this in, uh, I think it was in Europe somewhere. A church 
did a completely AI church service. So they have these things where I think this is where you can pay extra money, and I don't have the technological know-how or the money to do this, but um, you just like we're prompting it and say, hey, what's better, red red chili or green chili? They, they are saying, make me a video that debates red chili versus green chili and have a narrator do it. And it will spit out a video of, you know, that text that you just read. They'll have a narrator who looks human, who sounds human, who has, that has video of red chili and green chili that is looks real. Boom, created for you. So they did a church service. They had video worship. They had a, a video pastor that was AI generated preaching the sermon. Um, they had record numbers of people come to watch uh, or come to that church service to be a part of it. Um, and then they were interviewing them afterwards and people liked it. They liked the nostalgia of it, you know, or, you know, just like, hey, this is kind of cool. They're like, eh, it's, you know, I don't, I wouldn't want to do this all the time, but boom, there it was. Man. I mean, I, I can't wrap my head around this right now. I'm well thankful that my kids are not in like high school and some of that because the next couple of years, of, as far as like schooling goes, um, it's going to be interesting with uh, kids as they learn it and how teachers are going to have to adapt to uh, recognizing stuff and Absolutely. Yeah. No, there's a lot of implications of this, which is, again, why we're just having this basic intro level conversation. But you can see very quickly where this can can lead and the implications of it in, in a few years. And again, it's not going away. Now, uh, one more thing, one parenting tip. My kids, you, you get this conversation. Hey, I'm bored. Uh, you know, uh, it's summertime and I'm bored. Uh, hey, chat GPT, my seven year old's bored. What are some five activities he could do around the house? or outside in the backyard, that could be fun. And it listed out five real quick, and one of them was a scavenger hunt. And so I said, okay, tell me about number four, the scavenger hunt. Give me a 10-list item of scavenger hunt thing to do. And and then, boom, it was there, and then I right-clicked, and I printed it off in our printer. And for the next 30 minutes, he was running around doing a, a scavenger hunt. So um, if your kid says you're bored, AI's got you your, your some help. So they tell him to do his chores? <laughs> <laughs> um, last thing that you know I talk about human connection and I think this is important uh, closing out this is uh, something that I, I don't well it comes down to the word truth as we dive into this and we're already in this in our political world 2020 we got politics next week world things you know we talked about the ability to create videos and different things and um, you know, what is truth? When when something gets posted in the media right now, you and I are already skeptical. Is that, what's the real truth? You know, we're in the summer of, of 2023. Who really had cocaine in the White House? You know, and everybody's going to take their own spin. Oh, well, we don't know. Oh, well, we think it's Hunter. Oh, well, we think it's someone else. You know, it's just, what's what's the truth? And we will probably never really know, even if they really do come out and say it's, we, we show the guy, and they even have video evidence. Someone's still going to come up with a conspiracy theory that it's something else. You know, what is truth? And with the ability to create um, videos of celebrities that look like celebrities, that sound like that celebrity, but maybe that wasn't that person at all. It was all AI 
generated. That was a Drake album generated by AI. That wasn't really him. You know, how do we know? How do we know? And where the implications of that can be a, a little bit scary. I don't want to be fear mongering. I think the, the, the church, uh, you know, God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and, and sound mind. So for me, as I am approaching this and I ask this question, rather than just jumping into fear, I think it's more important than ever for Christians to know scripture, to know God's word, to get into God's word, to know truth. What is truth? What, to me, truth is a who, not a what. Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. Truth is a who. Get into God's word. Know it in and out. So when something comes up against that truth, you're like, eh, eh, I don't know. Um, you have a solid foundation, a solid anchor, no matter what comes your way. AI, Napster, MySpace, Threads, whatever. The other thing as you go through this is a, a spirit of discernment. Jesus says in John 10, my sheep know my voice. They listen to my voice. Not only do I know scripture, not only am I getting into God's word, but I have created the habit of listening to the Holy Spirit in my life. What's my next step of faith? What is God calling me to do? How do you, in, in sometimes we, we listen to that voice. We're like, man, is that really God? Or is that someone else? The only way you know and you practice that ability is with obedience. When you get that little nudge from God, man, is that God's voice? You know, I feel like he's whispering something. You, If you're like 50% sure, because you're never going to be 100% sure, take that next step of faith. Then you'll know on the other side, nope, that was me. Or yep, that was God. And then over time, as you practice that discipline of listening to the Spirit, listening to God's voice in your life, and applying it and doing it, you're going to recognize that voice more and more and more. So when something comes up later on, you're like, man, I don't know, is this truth or not? Is that a real video or not? Is that a real message or not? I don't, you know, you'll have God helping you discern sort of those things. Now, can we get those wrong? Yeah, Absolutely. But that's where human connection comes in. You have your real friend that you can talk to, touch, hug, high five, cry with, laugh with. And you know what? You work together in human relationships to kind of figure these things out. I'm not going to be scared about it. I'm, I'm just going to continue living life the way God has designed it in community, in community with him, in community with others, using my gifts, stepping out in faith. And I, I will not be afraid of what's next. In fact, I can embrace it and and help lead other people through it. When things like this come up, it you always have the people who get scared of whatever. And um, I think one of the things that you have to continually remind yourself of is like, well, what's actually important? This is like, is Google important? Is the internet important? You know, those things are just like chaff in the wind. Like the thing that matters is God. And if your relationship with him is the thing that matters. And everything else just happens. It it happens, and so there's some in, uh, some ability to recognize the priority of what am I doing with my life, my relationship with God, making Him known to others, and living on purpose, 
at the same time, a lot of what we preach at, at Freedom Church, like, listen, I got to pay bills at the end of the day. We got, I got medical diagnosis. I got a kid. I got kids that I got to love on. I got, you know, uh, a furnace that needs to be uh, magnetized. I got car. You know, there's life. The reality of humanity and life. Google is a part of my life. You know, in just different things. So I'm not going to be so heavenly minded that I'm no earthly good. You know, I got to deal with earthly things. I'm not going to lose myself and lose my priorities in those things. So when these earthly things come, and this is a game changer that we're talking about in AI, if you haven't gotten that already, I think you're kind of getting the the gist of this, and we're just on the dawn of this um, thing. Um, you know, we don't have to run away scared from it or, you know, point fingers and, you know, how Christians love to slam things and be 30 years behind the curve. I think we can lead in this and, and, and lead well, but also understanding how to deal with it with a healthy approach. Well, Stephen, any, any takeaways from today? The one takeaway I have is, uh, as a parent, as a, as a youth pastor, uh, previously, uh, the thing that kind of hit me was that, um, this is something that our kids are going to deal with and the kids that you're around are dealing with. And so as a parent, as a, support for kids make sure that you have a relationship with them that when they are struggling with moral decisions of should i have chat gbt write my homework or not have a friendship with them where they're feel comfortable enough talking to you about real things and don't just let them go into the world blind and uh try and figure this stuff out on their own i might take away gosh there's so much that i'm i'm still learning my quick takeaway is to not run from growth, to, um, you know, engage in these things. But when it comes to sermon writing or writing a book or um, having conversations, tough conversations with people, um, I don't I don't need to run away from those things. I can do them in a healthy way and grow myself. I'm trying to grow as a leader, always learning as a leader. And so to me, I can, um, you know, the grind of a sermon to write a sermon every single week and it is a grind because well there's that's a whole nother podcast for another time but i don't have to run away from that i can seek god go through the history the commentary the content comment come up with my own points and that at the end of the day is going to grow me and my church family spiritually more than going the easy route it's almost like a having to put a effort in it pays dividends for you and people around you God works through people who work. All right. Well, that is our episode for today of the Summer Podcast Series. Uh, I hope if you are uh, with us today and you got something you got to take away uh, or you got a question about AI, uh, hit us up in our email inbox, freedomla.church at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram. Find us on uh, Facebook and send us a message through there. Let us know what your takeaway is. We'd love to hear, hey, this is this is the takeaway that I got. Um, and that would give us some encouragement. Like, rate, review the podcast. That's get, that is going to get the message out further and, and faster. If you're in person with us in Los Alamos, come join us. We are in the middle of our Q&A series called Red or Green. That's the state question in New, in New Mexico. And we're asking questions, tough questions, all summer long into August. And so it's a great time to be a part, be in person, the human connection. You can't miss that. 
Um, and if you're away, hey, stay connected with us online via the summer podcast and our sermons as well. So uh, to our non-sponsor sponsor, who is it again today? Uh, Camelback. Camelback. Go on a hike. Get outdoors. Touch some grass. Drink some water out of your backpack. And uh, have a wonderful, wonderful week. And we'll see you next week online.